Good morning, Wolverine fans. We've got a game day Saturday here today. It's a beautiful day out there, and uh, I love game days. So this is going to be the Wolverine pregame show. I've got Preston Burbage with us here today uh, to go over today's scrimmages. Preston, uh, welcome in on to game day. Thanks for having me again. It's good to be back. Yeah. So, hey, it, uh, we got a doubleheader today uh, on the docket for the Wolverines. Uh, they're going to be in Grand Junction, Colorado. It looks like uh, it's supposed to be a, a pretty beautiful day. It's uh, 77 most of the afternoon, but it's going to dip down into the 60s uh, in the evening. So that second game may get a little chilly, but I think the Wolverines can expect uh, some good weather today uh, as they go out and scrimmage. Uh, two two quality teams um, first on the docket is going to be uh, RMLC rival BYU. Uh, at 5.30 at uh, Colorado Mesa. And then following that up, there's like a half-hour break. Uh, they're going to be facing back-to-back uh, RMAC -back champions uh, in Colorado Mesa University. Um, and for those of you who are listening who aren't familiar, kind of maybe with the region, regional um, NCAA divisions um, and conferences, the RMAC, the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, is uh, where... Um, Concordia just joined. So that's the, the same conference Concordia just joined uh, in there. So uh, it should be a good day. I, I'm excited for these two scrimmages. I think we're going to learn a lot about this 2024 team uh, today. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's kind of like the day that everything comes together, right? Like you've been playing against each other for now three, four weeks and practicing and being intense in that environment. And now you got to go and take it out on somebody else for the first time. Yeah, I, I always like the uh, the first outing when you don't have to go up against guys that you've been going against for an entire month. It's always nice. It's always refreshing. It's always and to be on the same team, right? Offense and defense has been getting after each other for, for the good part of a month, and now it's time to go out and uh, work together. So uh, let's jump into it here. Um, I just, with the pregame show, for those of you, um, these will expand a little bit as we go on, but we just want to give you a good look into what to expect today, what we hope to get out of the team today. Um, right. Like keeping things in perspective, this is a false scrimmage. Uh, these are both false scrimmages. So, um, you know, we hope to get be competitive and really find, make sure that we get things done on our end, what we're trying to accomplish and discover deficiencies. Right. Um, so, uh, Preston, let's jump into it. Uh, let's start. What we're going to do here is give our three keys to the game in each uh, facet. So offense, defense, special teams. Then we'll talk about some players to watch. Uh, and then from there, we'll just kind of break down what we want to see ultimately out of each game and on the day. So, uh, Preston, let's jump right into it. Let's let's start uh, kick us off with three keys to the offensive side of the ball today. Yeah, so three big points for the offense is play fast. Um, we always want to play play fast and be the aggressor in the situation. We don't want to be on our heels, especially with opponents who one don't like us and two think they're going to beat us. Right, so. For me, my first big key is play fast and play confident. Um, you've got a lot of young guys who are going to be seeing a lot of minutes today, and you've got a lot of guys who are stepping up into new new roles um, where they haven't been in the past. So that's going to be a big factor on how they do is how they play, come out, if they're going to come out slow and unconfident or if they're going to come out fast and confident. Um, so really that's my my biggest thing there is we don't want any – uh, indecisiveness, any indecision, it's got to be fast and confident and smooth. Um, and obviously, that's a that's a tall order. But I think I think it, the more we expect that, the more we'll have 
improvement throughout the day. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I, from, you know, you've got to play at the speed that you want to play at always, right? You can't take waste time, uh, being hesitant, uh, especially against talented teams. Uh, if you show any sign of hesitancy, they're going to eat that up, right? Like a good player is going to understand when you're hesitant, he's going to go out and make you real uncomfortable, right? He's going to shark in the water. Uh, he tastes blood, um, and he's going to go after you. So, uh, go out there and play confident, right? Like there's loads of talent on that side of the ball. Um, like you said, there's some new puzzle pieces that are being put in there, right? So for me, uh, one of the key assets for this uh, offensive uh, side is how fast can you get organized, right? Yes. Like we talked about that in the green and white game, um, that it just took too long to get organized and we had to slow down because of that. Um, when guys are coming on, when we're, we're kind of shifting to the next phase of the game, like get on with speed. Let's get on, let's get organized and let's go. Uh, so that we can play with that tempo that we want to, right? We want to be aggressive, but if you limit the amount of time, you have to be aggressive because you're taking your time to get on the field, um, or you're taking too much time to get organized. Like that's that's you know that should be a two to three second thing with just great communication, uh, getting into your pairs or whatever it may be. Um, but that's that's one of the keys for me uh, for the offensive side is how fast can we get organized because that's that's going to be key. Yeah. And the second one, I, I think kind of goes along with that, but also making the easy decision. Um, and that may sound, you know, cliche or whatever, but I think in watching practice and watching how we've been successful on film, it's making the obvious decision, right? Like if you dodge and you draw a slide, throw it to the open guy, don't try and skip it through the defense or to the crease because you think you're going to get an assist or shoot it because you think you're going to get a goal, right? A lot of times what happens is the next guy open is going to be the guy that feeds or shoots. So don't have to do it all. Make the easy decision as an offensive player, and it will start to connect and we'll have defenses spinning without knowing what to do. A lot of that will be not as not – it will feel like you're not doing as much, but in reality the defense will be like, I don't even know what we're doing right now. We're going to be lost. Yeah, and I think – uh, if you're that transfer guy, that elbow up the offense, right? Be ready to make your decision fast. You should know where that ball needs to get based off of how the defense rotated. So that when that guy who drew one got the defense rotating, like you've got to understand where to get that ball. You've got to have great vision. That ball's got to get in and out of your stick uh, with precision, right? Like um, for me, that second part of, of the offense is uh, one, we want to play with speed. We want to get organized, but how well can we execute today, right? Um, how well can we handle pressure? Uh, both of these defenses are going to want to get out. They're going to want to pressure you. They're going to want to get out to your hands, uh, which is something they should be used to. That's how our defensive plays. So right. or our defense plays. So how well can you execute what you're trying to do uh, and minimizing those mistakes? Yeah, I think and it's making the right decision under duress is the hardest thing about starting a new season. Cause you're, you know, you're trying to impress, you're trying to do good things and you're trying to make it so that you're being noticed. Right. And a lot of times that gets lost and trying to do too much is what we call it. You know, um, trying to be the guy that does it all. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, uh, the last, uh, as aspect of the game that I want to see out of the offense is how well can we ride, uh, how many, uh, well, there's, it's two facets. It's really going to be two things, but I'm going to lump them together as one. It, it's how many extra opportunities can we give ourselves? Uh, and what I mean by that is how well can we ride? How many uh, turnovers can we generate from our ride? Uh, and two, 
when the ball's on the turf, how many, how, how do we fight for ground balls? Right. Like for whatever reason, why it's on the turf, like we've got to have possession coming up from, from ground balls uh, to maximize the amount of opportunities we have on that side of the ball. So for me, it's, it's how well do you, uh, how hard can you work without the ball in your stick? Uh, how well can you communicate in the ride? How well can you communicate through the ground ball? And once you get the ball back, right, decision-making, <laughs> right? Like don't go and make some uh, bonehead mistake because you wanted to play fast, but don't understand where that ball needs to go once you pick it up off the turf. So um, that's, that's my third key to the game uh, for offense, right, is how hard can you work without the ball in your stick uh, and to maximize the number of possessions we get. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's effort plays, right? You're not going to see the field if you can't put in the effort in the little things. Riding, ground balls, backing up balls, um, getting to your spots off ball, right? Those those things are going to make or break a lot of guys' ability to get minutes in the spring. So right now is a great time to maximize and show that you know what you're doing. Uh, with that, the, these caveats, right? Like, um, not caveats, but a caveat to these points uh, is uh, like, it's okay to go out and make a mistake if you're trying to do the the right thing, right? Like right. if you're, uh, we don't want guys to tense up and be like, I can't make a mistake, right? Like I've got to go out and be perfect. Like you're not going to play well if you're thinking about not making a mistake. Uh, go out and play fast, play hard uh, and, and try and make the right decision. And if you make a mistake, like the coaches will correct you and go out and, and get better at it, right? But uh, play loose and free. So, okay, so we got through uh, three keys that we feel like are important for the offense. Let's let's jump over to the other side of the ball. Uh, what are three keys for the defense for you? I think, first of all, it's winning our one-on-one matchups. Um, having the ability to, one, say, I'm going to beat my guy in a one-on-one situation and be aggressive about it in a smart way. Um, we always talk about getting out to the ball. Don't be on our heels. Don't wait for them to approach us be the guy who makes the decision for where they're going to go. Um, especially for our Cowboys and shorties that are on, on defense. I think, you know, not allowing them to think that that matchup is going to be a win every time is going to change the, the way that they play their offense. And that is exactly how it plays into our hands as our defense. Agreed. I think um, my first point for, for the defense is that exact thing, right? When you're one-on-one match, one on one matchup and be aggressive in that, right? Like don't over-pursue, uh, but get out and make the guy uncomfortable that has the ball. Um, get out there and play. Get out there and get better at one-on-one defense, right? Like dictate the pace that we're going to play at. <clears throat> and uh, um, just be, be aggressive in, in whatever aspect that it is. If you're on ball, be badgering that guy, right? Be, be annoying, be up there, get on his hands. Don't let him just sit there and survey uh, and feel comfortable. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, with that, it is the fine line of trying to be a takeaway guy and a good defender, right? Like there's opportunities to take away the ball. Don't Agreed. try and force them. Yeah, just like we talk about in our ride, right? Like we're we're not asking anybody to take the ball away. <clears throat> I haven't been in a defensive uh, meeting over the past several years where we've ever asked the guy to take the ball away uh, on defense, right? Like you, obviously you're going to throw checks and you're going to be timely in that, uh, right? But like just be on hands, be fundamentally sound, um, and be aggressive in that, right? Like we're not asking to take the ball away. He'll make the mistake if you're you're putting pressure on him, right? Like we'll, we'll generate turnovers uh, 
because of how we are aggressive, but we're not out there trying to generate turnovers. Um, for my second key of the defense, it is to be able to communicate. Um, and that is in off ball defense in our rotations, uh, allowing our guys to know when we're sliding and how to recover and where to recover to and who's got what matchup. Uh, a lot of times it gets, it gets lost in translation with younger guys because they're like, Oh, I got to do my job. I'm not worried about communicating to so many people, but the better you communicate as, as a defense, the better you will rotate and the better you will play against good offenses. Agreed. And I, from, for my second point, I have, um, uh, how well can we play in transition? Um, I know CMU likes to get out in transition, uh, and I know BYU likes to play fast from both ends as well. Um, <clears throat> and so it's how well can we slow down breaks? How well can we communicate and, and rotate through breaks uh, and limit those opportunities that those guys have uh, and try and get to settle sixes? Because, uh, you know, like we've talked about uh, in the past, not on the show, but like if we can get to settled sixes, we're in a really good spot, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so how, how well can we slow down uh, their opportunities in the transition game is is my second key uh, to the defense um, and, and just really communicating through that and working hard in the ride, right? Like hopefully the ride lends to limiting the amount of, ha- of breaks that are going to go the other direction. But uh, everyone's got to work hard to get back in, uh, you know, get inside and then work your way out uh, and communicate through getting there. So uh, tell, me, tell me about your third point. Yeah, so my third point of the defense is to stay positive, right? Um, I think it's lost because it's not so much an X, X and O thing, but more so a mental thing. It's we're going to get scored on today. And some of them are probably going to be an individual's fault or you know they're going to think it's their fault. But at the end of the day, you have to play to the next play. Uh, defensively, the best defenses are the ones who say, we just got scored on, but we're not going to let it happen again. You know, Even if it's a huge goal that maybe thinks changed the tie of the game, if you keep doing your job correctly and don't change how you're mentally thinking, you're going to be a lot better off than phoning it in and saying, oh, man, we're just going to be goal after goal. They're going to keep coming at us. It's a mental game every time you're out on the field. You have to win that mental game before you can even play that physical game. Don't let the last goal lead to the next goal, right? Yeah. Like you can't you can't be so torn up about how the last one went and so worried about how the last one got in. Um, that you, you allow the next one to get in, right? Like have a short memory in the sense of, uh, you know, after every goal, the defense huddles up and they're going to talk about it. They're going to try and fix it and then move forward from there, right? Like you like you said, we are going to get scored on today. Um, <clears throat> and, and I'm sure there's going to be players on both teams that are going to let you know that they just scored on you, right? And so it's not getting sucked into that um, extracurricular activity that may happen today um and and just play to the next whistle uh on that side of the ball still play with an edge still play with the chip uh, but don't get sucked too far into that extracurricular stuff uh keep perspective that this is fall ball um we want to go out and win uh, but ultimately we want to go out and get better right and so uh, have a short memory uh the third my third point um is for this team is don't play defense twice uh similar to what i said on the offensive side of the ball um if that ball's on the turf on this side of the ball, uh, it, it damn well better be getting to the offense, right? Like we cannot miss ground balls. We cannot have three or four chances to get the ball out of our side of the field uh, to the offensive side and miss that opportunity, right? So be really efficient in your ground balls. Be really efficient in how you're passing. 
Um, and I, you know, the clear is, isn't really a defensive side of things, but <clears throat> in the clear, make good decisions, right? Like limit the amount of times you have to play defense back to back, um, which sounds obvious, but like, that's a huge thing, right? Like it's really frustrating. Most of the time when we get scored on um, is when we have played defense for 80 seconds, for whatever reason, the ball gets on the turf, the offensive picks it at back up and they score on that second opportunity, right? In that next 80. So play play defense for 80 seconds, be smart in the way you get the ball to the offense and then rest. So. Yeah, and the way we play the fast style is, you know, it can be really debilitating for us or for them. It all just depends on how clean we are in getting the ball away from our defense. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we took a lot of inspiration for the style of play that we want to play from Tufts, um, you know, breaking down things. Not identical, but a lot of the ways. And if you go look at Tufts scores, uh, they're either crushing teams or they're getting crushed because it's a, it, it's a style of play that when it goes wrong, uh, it can go wrong quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's limiting the amount of time that that, that goes wrong and, and minimizing the mistakes, which, I mean, sounds really simple, right? Like, <clears throat> but... But in reality, we cannot have multiple opportunities of a ground ball miss it. Um, when that ball is on the turf, be clean in your ground balls and get that out. Um, <clears throat> let's move on to special teams. Um, this is going to be an interesting day for for <clears throat> special teams. Face-off unit and between the lines, we'll, we'll kind of consider transition uh, some special team stuff. Uh, talk to me about your keys for for the special teams today. Yeah, obviously the the face-off dot, we, gotta, we have to dominate that. Um, we want to give ourselves as many opportunities to have the ball as possible. Uh, the matchup of the day that I'll be looking at is us versus CMU. They have a really good face-off guy, Dylan and we Jackett. do too. Yeah, exactly. Both, you know, don't check it's being from Utah. I believe he's going to go into his senior year. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he, he's really good and really quick, and we have a, a good face-off guy who's established as well, Jake. So I'll be interested to see how their styles um, play with each other. What I kind of expect to have to happen is the wing play has to be on point today, um, mm-hmm. whether that be keeping their guy off the ball or um, or getting after the ground balls quicker than what they, their wings can do because it's going to be a battle in the middle of the field there today. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I coached Dylan Checkins in high school, <clears throat> and uh, the kid's a stud. Like, not only is he incredible at facing off, but he's a really good human being. Um, and so that, that style is going to be a little contradictory or not contradictory, a little, uh, different than Jake, right? Jake's this big imposing six foot, what, six foot two, like two ten of just raw muscle. And Dylan's a little bit smaller than that. He's a little bit quicker with his hands. So, uh, how well can those, uh, those wings help out where needed <clears throat> and limiting the amount of breaks, uh, for me, same thing. Uh, with some of the other points that I've made is decision-making, right? <clears throat> how well can, can we make smart decisions with that unit, right? Uh, not allowing uh, missed opportunities for double teams, right? Like if they're going to be dumb in the way that they sub, be smart in the way that we jump that, <clears throat> put pressure on the ball, um, and then ground balls. Same thing for that, right? Like opportunities to pick up ground balls and gain possession, especially in that first game, uh, or excuse me, second game CMU, where that's going to be like ground balls are going to be a premium there because – it's uh, Dylan is just so good, right? And so uh, we have to be really good on ground balls uh, there. That's my first key for special teams. Yeah, and my second is it kind of goes along with that as well, but maximize opportunities when they when they arise. Um, 
Jake as a Dodger. I, I like him against mm-hmm. any defender. Uh, but he has to pick his opportunities correctly. Um, I, you know, what I'd like to see is our Cowboys and Jake take advantage of some of these offensive middies and face-off guys that are going to be guarding against him today and really take him to the rack, you know. Classically, a lot of teams will just throw it to their attackmen and the attackmen will do the work until the offensive middies get on the field, but that's not how we want to play. We want to play fast. We want to take advantage of matchups or take advantage of these offensive middies who don't know how to play defense correctly. And we've got guys who can run both ways and take advantage of it. So why won't we use them? Yeah. And for my thing for Jake too, is um, coming into a sophomore season, uh, he's so good with the the ball in his stick. It's now how fast can you get to where you want to go and go, right? Like last year, because he was somewhat unknown, um, he could take his time getting to where he wanted to go and then go, right? Um, and in not allowing teams to recognize what's going on um, before he dodges, right? Like not announcing his dodge, <laughs> essentially, um, and getting to where he wants to go to dodge and then getting into the dodge like as fast as possible. And the guys off ball also, right? The attack or other wings um, recognizing that that's what's going to happen and, and creating the space for him to do so um, in that aspect of the game because that's where we want to be advantageous. Uh, for me, also, this area of the game uh, for special teams is how well can we take advantage of the the sub game? Um, <clears throat> we haven't faced CMU uh, in a couple of years, so I'm not exactly sure on their substitution packages, but uh, taking advantage of those opportunities to create matchups through the substitution, substitution game and recognizing the number of advantages when they come. So... Uh, that's that's my second key uh, for this for this unit. Um, one is, well, it's kind of twofold. Jake understanding and getting to where he needs to go, or any faceoff guy, right? Like we'll rotate through a couple today. Uh, but the decision making once you get the ball in your stick, and and not getting frustrated if I'm Jake, like that that second game, like Dylan Checkets is an All American Division Two, uh, NCAA Division Two. Like he's really good at what he does. Um, and and don't don't get frustrated if things don't go your way today uh, at that faceoff dot. Yeah, look at it as a look at it as an opportunity to go against someone good and test your skills and see where you can improve and maybe take some tricks and things away from him as well because he's got two years of college experience on him. Yeah. Um, okay, let's jump into the last point uh, for special teams each, and then we'll, we'll jump into some players that we want to watch today, and then get some just overall um, themes of the day, and we'll, we'll sign off here. Perfect. So my last key for the the special teams unit would be um, being able to run our lanes in early offense, um, mm-hmm. making correct decisions. And this this is more of you know for the guys involved in the program who have seen us play. But we want everybody to run the ball down the field. If you're a defenseman and you clear the ball, run your lane. Be part of the offense. Be part of the transition. You know, if you have the opportunity to shoot, be a goal scorer. And then if you're a cowboy or, you know, what classically is called the midi, be a guy who's willing to dodge and willing to make opportunities at a 7 out of 10 kind of effort. And I say that because it's important to realize what we're doing in early offenses. We're looking for a good opportunity if we're going 7 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10 where it's like I'm putting my head down and running to the cage no matter what. Do a 7 out of 10. If there's a good opportunity there, we'll take it. If not, we'll possess the ball. Um, so really, I guess my last key is get to possession. You know, 
look for opportunities, but get to a possession. Yeah. Uh, similar for me, um, with, with this team in, uh, it's being aggressive in the right moments, um, with this aspect of the fate, uh, game, right. It's, uh, recognizing advantages when we have them, like my second point was substitution game, right? Like when we, when we're trying to create these odd man situations, uh, recognizing it, right. And, and execution within that time frame, right. That window may not be very long. Um, but recognizing it and, and getting it done or recognizing it, right? Like, Hey, we're coming down. We've got three offensive middies or two offensive middies stuck down here. Like, are we going to let them try and substitute off? Or like if you're a Nate Huntsman <clears throat> and I don't want to step on Jake's toes, um, you know, um, he may be coaching him something slightly different, but like there were several times in the black and white game where Nate had a shorty matchup and he threw the ball away and they switched and he got back onto a pole, right? Like yeah. recognize that, that, uh, that matchup and, and try and keep him on you, right? Keep the ball on your stick and get to a spot that you can dodge and test that shorty matchup, right? Like don't allow, uh, for them to switch back on you. If, if, if the opportunity, uh, lends itself to that, right? Like we don't want the, uh, uh offense to die because the ball is in your stick, but, recognize that matchup right like nate on a shorty i'll take that all day long plus you're probably going to draw a slide early right so you're probably already getting the defense to rotate because you're a threat and that goes for anybody that's just not nate that was just an example i had for nate because there were twice in the green and white game that nate had a shorty matchup and he was holding on to it waiting for substitutes to come on throw the ball and they would switch and it was like oh, nate like you just had a face-off guy on you like you you can dodge against that guy all day long so um okay so yeah, that's uh yeah. oh go ahead no i was just gonna say i, I agree I, I think you know the recognition and the ability to go and just say it's my time to go i'm going and if it doesn't work i'm gonna pull up and move to the next guy yeah seven out of ten right test that matchup see what that guy can do if you don't get anything that's fine we'll, we'll maintain possession but uh, i guarantee you <clears throat> that that defense is not communicating well through their sliding recovery package that early right and that's why we want to go with that opportunity right like that defense isn't playing de team defense yet you're probably gonna if you beat your guy you're probably gonna draw two because they're gonna try to be putting that fire out right so you're probably gonna draw a pole from two different directions because they're haven't communicated through it uh, meaning that we've got a numbers advantage somewhere so <clears throat> okay um let's move on to uh some players to watch today uh, give me give me some key players, maybe on each one of those uh, units, or maybe it could be multiple guys on each unit that uh, you want to see and what you want to see out of them today. Yeah, so offensive group, um, I've really got three that I'm excited to see what happens, um, not including all the guys that we already kind of know about, right? Uh, three mm -hmm. new faces on the offensive end. I'd love to see a player to watch is Ashton Matheny. Um, he's been doing great in practice. He's transitioned from a cowboy to an offensive midi. He's picking up the sets well, making good decisions, and making the right read a lot of the time. So watching him and how he he moves is going to be a wrinkle for the defense to have to the handle. Mm -hmm. um, my second player to watch is, is Colby Roberts, uh, another guy who he was a freshman last year, sophomore this year, and now he's really coming to his own. He's going to add to our offensive flavor a guy who knows how to read defenses, look through them, and make good passes and good reads, which is something that we 
you know, we'll always love to take. We have a ton of good Dodgers, ton of good finishers, and he'll, he'll be that nice complement to those and being able to move the ball to the right guy and make a good decision. Uh, and then the last player to watch for me is is uh, Ty Hawes. Um, he is going to be a senior this year. He got hurt last year. I'd love to see what he has to do. He's really made a big improvement this last week in practice to kind of show um, that he's ready to step up his game, and now it's time to put it into practice uh, to, to see how watching the last year and now playing that he can be at back up to speed. Um, those are just three new guys on the offensive end that I'm really excited to watch along with all, all the other guys who, who have been established in the last couple of years who we know are going to do good things as well. Awesome. Yeah. For me, my, uh, my three players, um, are going to be a little different, right? Like, uh, one, it's going to be, uh, Porter Serral. And I always, his name always sounds funny coming out of my mouth. Porter <laughs> Serral, um, is continue to improve, right? Uh, continue to showcase what you're capable of and then work as hard as you can off ball in every aspect of the game, right? Like if that ball's not in your stick, work hard. If it's on the turf, work hard. If you're riding, work hard, right? Like <clears throat> establish yourself in that spot if that's what you want. Um, it's not just all about what you can do with the ball in your stick. With the ball in your stick, it's what you can do with the ball, uh, what you can do when the ball's not in your stick that's going to solidify your spot there. Um, for me, uh, some of those new faces I agree with, um, but I also want to see Carter Budge, um, <clears throat> the midfielder out of Brighton High School. He just got back from a two-year LDS mission kind of getting his feet back underneath him. Uh, how well can he get caught up to speed? Um, and, and when he sees touches today, um, I mentioned it after the green and white game um, <clears throat> that I just want to see what he, what he can do with the ball in his stick, which is mm-hmm. uh, usually I don't say, right? Like he, he plays the game well, he doesn't make mistakes and he's getting caught back up to speed. Uh, but I want to see what he can do as a Dodger. Right. And then what does, how he makes his decisions after he's dodged. Um, I didn't feel like I got to see that in the green and white game. So I'm not telling him what I'm not saying is go out and dodge through the entire defense and try and score. So Carter, if you're listening to this, don't do that. Uh, but test your matchup. See what see what you can do with the ball in your stick. If it's not there, then move it. <clears throat> right. Um, uh, you know, so Carter Budge is one of those for me. And then um, with that, I'm also going to go with Boo Rare. Um I want to see him, you know, freshman. He received some all-conference honors last year. Um, he see what he can do uh, today. He was a little quiet in the green and white game, um, but but effective. And so, I'd like to see what he can do um, do today. Right, um, see how he steps up and plays uh, uh, up top on the offense and in that midline. So, uh, those are my three key players. Um, from from the offensive side and i just want to see how each one of them develops now against other competition guys that they aren't used to going up against um and with the back-to-back right plenty of opportunity to see them today yeah and just to be clear too is that you know these key players are most of the guys we're watching to see what they can do you know they're a lot of new guys a lot of new faces um and we know that we've got a lot of players on this team it's hard to pick everybody that is on the team because if we could go through everyone, we would. I mean, you know, there's yeah, you could put plug and play anyone, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but as far as the middle unit, I think my my key players there are are going to be our Cowboys. There, um, 
I'd love to see what, you know, Jay Smear can do. He's been looking good in practice, mm-hmm. um, especially on the offensive end. I really love the stuff he's doing in transition, and he's going to be sneaking up on people and really making good decisions down there to be able to facilitate or put the ball in the back of the net himself. Um, uh, my second key player in the middle of the field, um, it's going to be Truman, uh, Truman Peterson. I think, you know, he's going to make a big difference in how he leads out there, um, especially with those younger guys getting into that transitional group. He's going to have to really direct traffic and get into the game in that way rather than having to do it himself. Um, he has to be more effective with the ball outside of his stick, outside of his stick or with the ball away from him in defense. So on the backside of the defense, he's got to be one of those leaders that's going to really um, make a difference. And then the, the last one isn't a specific player, but it's all my LSMs out there. Um, you got Jackson Blackham, um, you've got Jordan, and you've got um, McCoy. Excuse me, uh, McCoy. Um, and I think all three of them are going to make a big difference today. Um, they're all aggressive, they're all athletic, and they all can do a lot of things on both sides of the ball. So it's hard for me to pick one of them because they're all going to see some sort of um, minute in these games, and they'll all have an opportunity to to really make a statement, and they play awesome. Uh, for me, yeah, you still most uh, – not still. Um, you, you hit on most <laughs> of them. For me, uh, in the middle of the field, uh, it's going to be uh, – same with like Jace Muir, David Parchment. It's going to be the Cowboys. That's going to be more of the emphasis for me. Um, like I love Jace's game this fall, like, uh, you know, getting engaged. I don't know if that uh, just it put a good space in his head. Uh, but yeah. He's been playing so confident uh, with the ball in his stick. Like uh, I remember at a practice, I came up to you and I was like, man, Jace looks like a legit player. Like he, he the way he handles himself, the ball and stick, like he looks confident um, and he's a machine, right? Like he is a machine. He, he's going to get after you on defense. He's going to uh, be able to transition that ball well and then be a threat on the other side of the field. Um, and um, same thing with Jake, right? Like if Jace wants to initiate on offense, right? Do it the right way and in the right times and do it, get to it fast. Don't take your time announcing your dodge, right? Like uh, I won't give it to tip our hat too many ways, but but he, he can be effective in that area of the game. <clears throat> the other one for me, um, is going to be Jacob Haynes. Uh, we all know that Jake it can be a lockdown cowboy, right? Like he can be nasty with his his one-on-one defense, uh, but it's what he does with the ball in his stick um, in transition and the decision-making he has because um, uh, I have no doubts with him on the defensive side of the ball uh, for where I get a little nervous with him is where well, how, what decisions he makes when he has the ball in his stick on the other side of the field. Um, and, and hydrate, uh, he cramped during the green and white game and then same <laughs> LSMs, um, LSMs need to, uh, showcase today. Uh, that's not me saying go out and create a bunch of turnovers, but be disruptive in the middle of the field on both sides of the ball, right? Um, be willing to go out there, be aggressive, be willing to go out there and push tempo, uh, be willing to go out there and be aggressive, uh, in every aspect, right? And when the ball's on the ground, man, you've got to be able to pick that up with one go, be creative with the ball in your stick um, and then push that tempo. Uh, go, yeah, go, go, I will say time. too is pick your moments. Um, yep. Be aggressive and against offensive players who are not looking to go to the cage. You know, when they mm-hmm. start to back up and lift their hands, that's when you be aggressive. I think that that is so lost in a lot of 
um, especially LSMs when we have, you know, these guys who are athletic and can run both ways is if this guy doesn't seem like he wants to go to the cage, I'm going to just take his lunch. You've got to be mean in that sense. Like when I was playing LSM, I could read the body language. Like this dude does not want the ball. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's looking to get this out of his stick as soon as possible. And that's my green light to go out and be aggressive, right? Make him more uncomfortable. Now, that doesn't mean go out there and, and create turnovers or get a penalty because you're throwing lumber. Um, it just goes, put pressure. That guy is going to make a mistake, I promise you, if you're just out on his hands. Um, but read his body language. Like He's going to let you know that he he doesn't want you around. Like He's uncomfortable with you being close to him. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, so let's move quickly to the defensive side of the ball. Um, some players to watch there. And then we'll jump into some uh, overarching just themes for the games. Yeah. So again, I'm going to do a position group because I, I don't know who's going to split where, who's going to be in, in the cage. But with Max being out, I think my first key is my goalies, right? They're all going to be making their first official college start um, besides Tommy. Um, the rest of them are freshmen this year. And so there's, you know, some added pressure being at, at, at the next level and, it's a position that's one of one. You're the only one out there at that time, you know? So I want to see my goalies play confident, make the saves they're supposed to make and be okay with the ones that they can't, you know, it's, it's, it's a head game in the middle, in the middle of the pipes, have high expectations for yourself, but don't get down when something happens. It's out of your control, control what you can control in there and, and make the moves that you have to. Uh, same with me my first my first key there uh it's not necessarily a player but it's that goalie room right like be a goldfish (laughs) right like you've got to have a short memory when the ones that go in like learn okay like should i have been in a different position coach ian will be in your ear let you know like hey i'm this one or that one like coach ian's there to to give you good direction like he's and max is going to be there too so you're going to have multiple guys there helping you right so if you're out of position or your arc's wrong or or uh, your footwork's off, or you're too high or too low, like they're going to let you know, right? So the ones that go in that like learn from it real quick and then be a goldfish, right? Like I didn't let anything in. What are you talking about? Because you got to remain confident. Like you said, the minute that that group starts to feel fragile, um, we're in trouble, right? Like uh, that's just any group, uh, you know, uh, goalie group, but there's enough talent there. Um, that look, just be confident, right. And, and, and support your guys. Like if it, if it's not your day, like be, you know, somebody else is going to come in, but pat that guy on the back, like you're all a group together. Right. And so with that being a one of one position, um, all four of them <clears throat> or three of them today have got to be willing to, you know, goalie by committee. If that's what we've got to do to win, then goalie by committee and be supportive of everybody who gets in between the pipes, because, we only got four guys that are brave enough to do that on the team. So you know, support <laughs> each other. Right. So, and if you're the defense, eat shots, right? Like don't shy away from eating a shot, uh, help your goalies out. So uh, I agree with you there on the goalie. Um, for my second key player, um, Jack Baird. I mean, he's the freshman this year. He's the guy that he's stepping up in practice. He's making athletic plays on both sides of the ball and he just knows how to read guys um you can see he picks the spots to be aggressive he likes to play body he likes to play in the right moments he's played a lot of good lacrosse now let's see him play against guys who don't care who he is and uh want to get after him uh, i'm really excited to see how he responds to these two programs of who classically don't like us you know um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be kind of his first real um college game obviously but also shock to being 
a Wolverine. You know, you're part of this group now, and you'll be treated as such against the team in blue and and CMU. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be very exciting to see what he does. But I think he's my one of my players to watch down at defense. Uh, agreed. Uh, Jack is Jack is special. Uh, but if, you know, my my same thing with Jack is. Uh, go out and earn it now, right? Like there's another team out there you've shown so well in fall and so, been so impressive. Um, don't try and play above yourself. Just go out and be who you are um, and, and continue to be aggressive. Uh, for me, defensively, it's it's uh, Seth Wilkins and Nate uh, Dellis. Um, mm-hmm. How well can they play off-ball defense? Um, these are going to be organized offenses, uh, a lot of good talent coming in for both of these teams on the offensive side. Um, and so while I trust our on-ball defense, right, it's going to be the five other guys that are off-ball <clears throat> and how well they can get organized and communicate so that we don't leave something open on the backside. Um, and so for Nate and Seth, uh, those are the two key players that I want to say, okay, how well can we get organized on the backside or whoever that third pole is that's that's getting rotation in their fourth pole. Um, those are the guys to watch for me uh, as far as like, hey, we've got to make sure that we're organized on the backside. And I think you talked about it with Truman. Uh, as well, like it, it could be a cowboy or an LSM, but off-ball communication's got to be key today. Sat down sideways, head on a swivel. We're communicating well. We're flying around, changing our roles. So, yeah, hundred percent. You hit all the things that I was going to say. Perfect. Uh, let's see. I think that uh, there's that two or three. Um, I think that was three or two for me. Uh, do you have a third? Yeah, I, the last one I was going to say was uh, Maverick. Maverick Guggins, he uh, he he's been stepping up to big in practice. You know, I think last year he was his first year as a freshman, and he got a transition into it, got get more comfortable, kind of got to figure out the system. And now it seems like he's making making bigger moves in practices and being able to um, be more of his own player. Right? I think he was a little bit reserved last year and wasn't taking any chances at all, and now he's kind of taking a few chances on checks and a few chances on <clears throat> making an aggressive play um, and sliding at the correct moments. So I think for him, uh, he can be disruptive if he picks his right times. Um, but, but for me, I, I like what I'm seeing out of him and I, and I hope that he, he can be a player to watch today. Awesome. Um, my last player is going to be David Parchment, right? Like uh, I want him to go out and uh, he's a cowboy. Um, and last year he was, I think our f- fifth fourth or fifth cowboy right and now we fully anticipated last year that david was this is going to be david year to step up and make major contributions with with that side of the ball um and so with david it's going to be when you get on the field don't try and do too much don't try and prove too much but like you're an incredible athlete um you're dangerous on both sides of the ball so go out there and continue to to be impressive um okay let's jump into we're we're a little bit over how much we wanted to spend on this uh, pregame show, uh, but let's jump into really quick just some overall themes on the day, some messages to the team, what you'd like to see from the guys, and, and hopefully what we can accomplish today. Um, yeah, I think I only have a couple. Um, my first one is play every possession like it's zero zero. So I think we have to play with the mindset of if we're up by five, play like they're right in the hunt. If we're down by 10, let's play like we're right in the hunt. I mean, at the end of the day, no one's going to see these scores for the, for the most part, and these scores aren't really going to matter besides, you know, a little bit of chirping back and forth between the teams. But you got to be able to be in that mental space where you're playing every possession like it's it means the game. And that's that's my biggest, you know, thing to look for today. 
for me, it's uh, kind of along the same lines, right? Like uh, <clears throat> it's keeping things in perspective, but also going out and executing what we want to do, right? And focusing on getting better at what we want to do. Um, at the end of the day, fall ball scores don't matter. You know, obviously the teams are going to know who won um, and whatever it may be, <clears throat> tune out the extracurricular that's going to go on. Like I have no doubt uh, we're going to get a lot of uh, stuff coming from the team in blue, right? And I fully anticipate several players on their side. I won't mention their names, but like I fully anticipate them to be mouthy. Um, and so um, just tune that out and focus on what we're here to accomplish today, right? Like what your coordinators, what your head coach gives you to work on today, work on that, right? Uh, the score won't matter at the end of the game. Uh, go out and play the best you can play with your unit and with your team and focus on getting better on the day and accomplishing what we wanted to do today, right? Uh, because what this is going to do, this is an opportunity for us to go out and showcase what we're capable of, <clears throat> get better at what we're capable of, and find deficiencies. That's what we want to do today. Um, obviously, we want to win. I do not want to get it across to the team and like, hey, we don't want to win or we don't think we're going to win. Like, hell yeah, go out there and compete. Go out there and beat the shit out of you know whoever you can. Um, and, uh, but, but keep, uh, keep perspective, right? Like the, there was no national champion, uh, in fall last year, right? Like, in fact, if you go and look at fall last year, a lot of things didn't go our way. You know, our record in fall ball wasn't that great last year, but go and look at the spring, you know, what happened in spring. So keep perspective, um, but go out there and fight like hell, right? Like <laughs> go out there and mm -hmm. showcase what you can do. Um, for me and, uh, you know, the first fall ball game we have is against our rival. Um, and so I feel like, uh, maybe there's some pressure for guys coming into this. They can feel that like anytime we step on the field with those guys, like there's always this extra motivation. There's always this extra bit of anticipation because there's, a, there's animosity between the two programs. Like there's no hiding that. Um, but it's, it's, uh, understanding the moment, right? Like, uh, and, and look, go out there and, and just be who you are, be confident in who you are and go out there and prove a point. So that, that's my overarching thing. And then the last thing I'll say is I think that, you know, today's all about being spongy. Um, you think about mm -hmm. it, not everybody's going to get the opportunity they want. You know, not everyone's going to get the time they think they deserve. Not everybody's going to get the play that they thought that they would get during the game. But what you can do is watch what's happening on the field when you're not out there and absorb the information that you see. Get to the point where you're, you are getting reps by watching the game um, and watching the guy ahead of you or the guy who's playing in your position, right? I think that is so lost in fall because we're so, as a player, so worried about, oh, when am I going to get on the field? I'm worried about getting on the field. What am I going to do when I get out there? Instead, pay attention to what is happening and then adjust your game accordingly. And, you know, I think that over time will make a lot of difference in guys games who aren't maybe seeing the minutes or seeing the reps that they want. Absolutely. Uh, I have a specific memory. The last time we were at CMU, um, a couple of years ago, uh, we had a player on our, uh, on our team, Braden, uh, um, B HUD, Braden Hudson, yeah, Braden Hudson. Um, and I remember like everyone saw his potential as a player, super athletic, really good. We were trying to figure out where we wanted him to play on the team find the right spot for him, right? And I remember uh, specifically Chad Renslow <clears throat> during the CMU game coming up to me um, on the sideline and being like, get that kid off the field. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what he's <laughs> doing, right? And like, uh, 
uh, with be, that being said, like keeping perspective, right? Like you said, not everyone's going to see the minutes they want to see. Um, uh, there's going to be guys out there that are going to feel lost. There's going to be guys out there that are just trying to be their best. Um, but keep it into perspective, right? Like, uh, things are not, uh, finalized in fall. Like we're still figuring things out player wise, who fits in where Braden Hudson went on to be like, a, like a third point guy in spring. He figured oh, yeah. it out, but you know, it took him a little bit to, to get to that point. And so, um, supporting your teammates, whether or not you're on the field or not, or if your teammate makes a mistake, like lifting them up, right? Like don't get down on them. Like, they, I guarantee you, if they throw the ball away, they're very aware they threw the ball away, right? Like going up to him, hey, man, we're going to need you later on. Forget that one. Let's get better. Like, hey, I'm here for you, right? Like having that positive support, like he, he recognized he made a mistake. Uh, he doesn't need you to go and, and get in his ear. The coaches are already going to do that, right? <clears throat> and so exactly to your point, um, uh, be a sponge, right? Like not everyone, I, there's going to be guys today that don't see the field. I'm already telling you that. Like I can, I can promise you. There's going to be a handful of guys. Don't sweat it. I know it sucks, but don't sweat it. Fall, we've still got seven weeks of fall. We've still got six more games to go. You're going to see the field. You're going to get your opportunity. You're going to get your moment, but maximize it when it's not. When you're not in, be a supportive teammate. Be that sponge. When you are in, work hard to do your job, right, and be that guy that does his job and can be dependable. So, yep, Maximize your opportunities. That's that's At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yep, Absolutely. Well, hey, Wolverine fans, uh, this has been the pregame show uh, for uh, this doubleheader today on Saturday, October 7th. Uh, just to give you a heads up, the the game times, uh, BYU is first at uh, 5.30. It's 20-minute running halves, um, and then it's going to be CMU at 7 p.m. Both these games are being played at Colorado Mesa University out in Grand Junction, Colorado. Uh, there will not be any live streams. Uh, we'll try and give you some updates, but with fall, just be aware that most teams don't post scores. Um, it, it's everybody's trying to get better. Um, <clears throat> now, are we keeping score? Absolutely. Hell yeah, we're keeping score. So um, just be aware of that. Um, but uh, this will be it for uh, the Wolverine pregame show. 